0: Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode.
1: I am Jake Lewitt. I'm Mark Hoffmeyer.
0: And we host Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. On this episode, we're discussing Minute 158 of The Best Years of Our Lives. The minute starts with Fred approaching his former office and ends with Fred doing some dusting.
1: His entrance into the plane really show So now I'm... You know, last week we talked about who would win in a fight, him or Cliff, and we talked about how Cliff would fight dirty, but seeing his athleticism in this scene, I think he could handle Cliff quite easily, knowing he can do this now.
0: I think so, yeah. He, I mean, that's I could not do the the jump up. He basically does a pull up, but also swings his entire body up at the same time. That's That takes some upper body strength and some core work that I don't think I'll ever have.
1: Basically, what Rappaport did in Deep Blue Sea.
0: Oh yeah, when he's on the ladder. ladder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's surprisingly athletic in that scene.
0: He, he had that adrenaline rush of there's a shark in here trying to eat me. Fred's just casually. There's nothing attacking me. I'm just. I'm just killing some time. I'm wearing a leather jacket whilst I do this. I'm just gonna jump, jump up, swing up. Hey, I'm in. I'm home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a slick move. And no one was watching, so he wasn't trying to impress anybody. He was just. He just did it. That was all for him. All for him. Wow, just kind of real. I mean, he's yeah. What a what a great move. I watched that. And I was like, man, that's really neat. Also, I love the art direction of the plane. I I, I love uh you know just the like it had made fifty eight round trips. Oh oh, and see
0: gosh. yes the, t- the the tallies yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I'm assuming it made fifty eight like round trip question mark. I love that. So I'm assuming. Do you think it there and back is each one, or do you think, it like they go there then back a round trip one notch, or they get there. And then they fly back, and that's two.
0: Well, I think round trip is the, the name of the plane.
1: Yeah, but the question yeah. mark is with it, which I love. Oh, I it's see. Like, are, are we going on morbid. a round
0: trip? Oh, like, as in, yeah. Will we make it back is the very morbid name of the plane. And the yeah. I mean, tally, sometimes that would be planes they shot down or bombs they dropped successfully.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it could, but, it could be a few things.
1: I guess, plane, bombs they drop successfully. That's interesting. How would they gauge success? <laughs> hmm. What if they missed their target but blew up someone else?
0: They successfully <laughs> dropped a target. bomb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it would be like maybe successful missions. Wow. So they they achieve the objective they set out for.
1: Um, okay. I think it's kind of it's kind of nice too how dusty it is. It, it's just been sitting there collecting dust, and then you dust it. And I love the light there too, just the way it's lit in the cockpit.
0: Yeah. Well, the the, like, the the dust. That's that's all the art department did to it. I think they, the planes were all as, as they are now, uh, but they added this layer of dust and grime for grittiness. And they also they added the name round trip. That's not an actual plane name. That's one that they added for this.
1: Three, four, six, three.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the number of the plane. Good job, Mark. <laughs> what? You you can read the number? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, three, six, four, three backwards.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Where would it stop? This is, this is.
1: <laughs> what, you want me to add up the four numbers I can do every variation on this episode 16 uh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa you did that so fast man 97 but um no, I, <laughs> I feel like we're uh, Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen and Dracula dead and loving it when they're trying to get the last word in <laughs> is that film worth watching yes okay Let's are the first yeah, person i heard say is. that it's 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, and it does recreate um, several bits from Mel Brooks' prior filmography. But, if you have watched the early Dracula films and the early Hammer films, you understand a lot of the humor a lot more. It gets better when you know 31. It's, it. I mean, when it came out, it was old-timey, for sure. It was late. I mean, Hot Shots was already out. I mean, it, it just felt very... but. It felt very old, Dracula Dead and Loving It. But the sets are solid. The Like, Steven Weber, Amy Yazbek, Leslie Nielsen, uh, Mel Brooks. Like, you can't go wrong with them. There's a great raspberry bit. Raspberry? Did you eat a raspberry? No. Like He ate a spider, and he said he ate a raspberry. And everyone's getting enemas because it gives people senses of accomplishment. But it's, if you know Dracula lore, you will enjoy it. Okay. I think people went into it wanting to fist fight it. And that's why they hated it, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, where was Mel Brooks in his career at that point? What's he been making? Well,
1: yeah, he had released Robin Hood Man Tights, which is rotten as well. But people love that movie. I mean, it's still funny. So I think people just thought... And also, like, the years were released, it it just wasn't... That wasn't the time for the movie, I don't think, because it was 95. So by that time, you had, you know, the the Pulp Fiction craze, the... Yeah, 95. So... it just wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't feel like Hackers came out that year, and then you had Dracula Dead and Loving It. It just didn't feel, I don't know, it just felt, you know, I don't know, does that make sense? Kind of stodgy, uh, yeah. old. Like, and also, like, Empire Records was big, and like, it just wasn't, I don't know, that's that's what I'm saying. It just and felt not of the time.
0: Leslie Nielsen coming off of Naked Gun 33 and a third, which oh, is yeah. easily the least good of the Naked Gun films. Mm-hmm. By some margin.
1: I mean, but then you also had Robert Rodriguez with Desperado, Heat, Crimson Tide, Goldeneye. And then you have this funky little movie, (laughs) Dracula Dead, loving it. So, kids came out in 95. Jeez. (laughs) That's a punch to the face. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I've totally gotten us away from that. But... I don't know, yeah, but it's worth watching. There's some good spiderweb scenes in Dracula Dead and Loving It. There's no spiderweb scenes in this movie though.
0: Well, there could be. There's, there's cobwebs. He's uh, well, there's, sorry. There's dust. He's uh yeah. He's dusting off some stuff inside the cockpit. There could be. I'd be surprised if there's no cobwebs cock- if there's no cobwebs in there as well. A <laughs> spider lands on him. <laughs> yeah, it seems like prime spider habitation area. SH. Can I tell you
1: something? I I don't remember anything about arachnophobia. Should I watch it again?
0: I would say no because neither do I. Oh, okay <laughs> it's been it's been a few years but i remember it being fine john Goodman being fun uh, but other than that it's a film that's fallen completely out of my head so and in my experience whenever a fil- i completely forget a film i go back to it i go oh yeah i remember i see why i forgot this film uh, but I'll still a few years later i'll be like hey i don't remember rendition i should watch rendition again maybe that's something, something good in rendition and there's not there's nothing good in rendition it's just a film i keep forget i keep watching and forgetting and i just need to remember to not watch it again
1: That's how I do my best movies of the year or my favorite movies of the year list are the movies that I've actually talked about throughout the year. Yeah. You know, I watched that Bill and Ted face the music. I'm telling you, two hours later when I saw, like, I rented it from Redbox. I went, oh, yeah, I watched that. I got to return it. That's how quickly it left me. Oh, jeez, That film. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it. I just, it completely, I just had to make room for something else. I had to think about Bloodshot.
0: I think Spencer Confidential has that role for me. That's a film that I saw and then I forgot. Yes. You I'm just reminded me of it. Yeah, exactly. That I, I came out 2020. That's the, the event of the, of the year we're recording this.
1: Wait, Spencer Confidential is the event of 2020?
0: It's an event of 2020. It's oh, a, it. a significantly lesser event compared to the rest of the year. But yeah. This is going to be very dated by the time this, this episode comes out uh, towards the end On of 2021. 2021.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, what's the best movie of twenty 20- two Oh, I mean, Fast and Furious is the best movie of 2021 so far. Fast Furious 9. Uh,
0: I I was very sad when it didn't come out. It got pushed back to 2022.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who
0: knows which one of us is right? One of us is.
1: <laughs> I remember I was complaining about it to a friend. He's like, Mark, it's a pandemic. Get over yourself. There's a lot worse things going on. I'm like, yeah, but I, got, I don't have any fast. It's come been on. very difficult scheduling a podcast in a pandemic when you cover a a new release every week. So I don't do it anymore. The interesting thing, though, is, for me, going through all these movies that came out this year and trying to come up with a top ten list, it's incredibly hard for me. Doing a top ten horror list is very hard. It's been a deep year for smaller films, and it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of small films that I haven't watched, uh, but I've added to a list of films I want (laughs) to see. There's a thousand and forty. Yeah, there's there's a lot of films out there. Too many.
1: But I gotta say, watching this, I don't know. I it brought me back to thinking about Star Wars again, about how Lucas really grabbed from you know war movies and westerns for his films. When he's sitting in that cockpit, when he's walking up to it, just harkens back to the Millennium Falcon yeah, and that little gun area.
0: It's very right. Millennium Falcon, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, but he's always been open about what he's done, so there's really no issue with that. But it just. The, oh man, I love this movie. It looks so good. Forty six <laughs> was a good year. And that, and we did the draft for it. Oh. Yeah, it was a great year. What's your favorite movie year? Since this is the best years of our lives, what's the best movie year of your life?
0: Of my life? Okay, well, yeah. I, like... uh, so I was born in 87, so it, it rules out 84. Because like 80, 84 was a fantastic year for film.
1: Mm-hmm. You're an 84er.
0: I, I, I really like it. I mean, we talk about 1999 a lot on Deep We See the podcast because that's when Deeply See mm-hmm. came out, and also a lot of other really good films. It's a pivotal year. For film, with like Star Wars and Matrix and Fight Club and many, many other films, but eighty yeah. four has a lot of great ones too. I mean, you got you got Ghostbusters, you got uh, Gremlins, Police Academy is a favourite of mine.
1: Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's stacked.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's you know, there's so I, I'm not a huge fan of Beverly Hills Cop or Temple of Doom, but there's people who really like them. Uh, so that, that's eighty four as well. But eighty seven.
1: They were huge; those two movies. Yeah, they yeah. were
0: massive. But I, I I put a lot of stuff in '87 as well. Not just because you know it's what I it's the year of me, but also it's the year of of uh, like Good Morning Vietnam, fantastic film, Untouchables, Lethal Weapon, uh, Fatal Attraction, Three Men and a Baby,
1: another blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. over the top, Lost Boys, Full Metal Jacket.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Overboard! Oh, RoboCop, dude. Predator.
0: Predator was '87, I think. Oh, yep. Princess Bride.
1: Dream Warriors, that was a great sequel. No, seriously, <laughs> that's yeah, like the, one I of know. the best like that's one of the best horror sequels ever. Evil Dead 2? Oh hell yeah.
0: Like three o'clock high, it's one that doesn't get talked about, but it's really good.
1: Monster Squad. Eighty seven is Mackerel.
0: a slept on year for
1: Raising Arizona, Master of the Universe? Dirty Dancing? The Running Man. Wow. Oh man, there's a... Moonstruck. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. YouTube. Spaceballs, Fatal Attraction. What is happening?
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's a great year broadcast news
1: you know oh that's so good the sweating scene yeah so for me i was 94 for a long time yeah it's a good year i gotta go with 99 because i was working in a theater (laughs) and just i mean but there's so many good movies it's not just like it's not just rose colored lenses i think that there is some absolute bangers in there i would say
0: you didn't get some of those roses for american beauty stuff in your glasses
1: gosh no, but like I don't know, the Mummy and just Deep Blue Sea and Election and Fight Club and Thirteenth Warrior, Magnolia, Green Mile, <laughs> Magnolia, Fight Club. Uh, I mean, Thomas Crown Affair, Blair Witch, which changed everything, right? I mean, Sixth Sense, Go, Doomdah Saints, Ravenous. Oh, Ravenous. Hey, now. Yeah, it's got to be that.
0: Yeah, I, I figured I, you'd say 99.
1: I mean, but like Notting Hill, Matrix, Ed TV. Big Daddy, Sleepy Hollow, which I think is one of the most is a beautiful looking movie. Don't sleep on that.
0: Big Daddy was one of two films I saw in the cinema. Yeah, I saw that and Phantom Menace. That's my 99 in film.
1: Whoa, which one do you like more? Uh, That's
0: a very good question. Actually, (laughs) I've seen the Phantom Menace more times. Big Daddy, Big Daddy's fine for a Sandler Sandler film, but I think I have to go with Phantom Menace. Neither of them is that great.
1: I'm pretty sure when adjusted for inflation big daddy cleared 300 million domestic you know in the states alone i never know if you're telling the truth or not no i'm dead serious <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's
0: 8 million of 1999
1: Oh yeah so with inflation dollars. geez louise yeah wait so with with inflation that's got a 300 plus in the states alone yeah that was the power of sandler in 99 and now it just all goes straight to netflix uh, domestic, okay so domestic it made one sixty three. An inflated adjusted domestic box office is two ninety-five according to the numbers. So it made two hundred and ninety-five million. So I was wrong, but I wasn't l I was yeah, close. Very close, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That's Marvel numbers. Yeah. Oh, man. I love Sandler movies. I like QB Halloween. I yet to see it. I like Jacked Up. <laughs> yes, that's the film you made up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone knows about it now, though.
0: Yep, it went viral. Well done.
1: (laughs) It's going to happen. I have a prediction. By the time that you are listening to this, there will be a preview of a movie with a jet ski action scene in a lazy river.
0: (laughs) It might not be a Sandler film. It might be a Rob Schneider film, but it will
1: exist. That's my prediction. And then I'm going to take full credit for it. You should do. Maybe you should put it into action. You should write it. No, that's I can't formate, formulate scripts. Just interior, exterior. I like my data articles. Okay. So, yeah.
0: do we think this film would have less of an impact if instead of uh, wandering around, uh, playing carcass, Fred was inspecting jet ski carcasses?
1: <sighs> yeah, because you just feel bad for him. Like, dude, yeah. you're looking at
0: a jet ski. You can't. Is, well, is, we... You're not fully enclosed by it yeah I think like for tomorrow's <laughs> chapter tomorrow's minutes, you need to be inside somewhere get some claustrophobia going you don't there's one thing you don't feel on a jet ski it's claustrophobic
1: nope, just just come on, man, unless he was like a frogman in the military, and he did that, and they had jet skis during World War II, which is crazy they didn't they didn't they didn't didn't yeah <laughs> I mean a submarine would work, yeah, oh yeah, that'd be that's the equivalent, isn't it, <laughs> yeah. But I just, jet ski? There millions of them. It would just make me sad. It wouldn't give me awe. Yeah, just row upon row of gutted jet skis. I'm, I could have told you so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it, there's not a lot in this business. No, no. <laughs> Fred gets in the plane, Fred does the plane, Fred crouches into a cockpit. Um, so we're, we're trying it. Uh, Excellent lighting. Yeah, I think lighting. with
1: the, I mean, they obviously modeled the cockpit off of, of, I mean, they probably, I don't know if they, they might have even, nah, it'd be cheaper just to build that, I would say, than to, to do all that stuff, but it's well lit, it sets everything up, great A plus dust, you know, he doesn't sneeze, which makes me happy. Yeah, it's a, and he does a sweet pull up, and there's a great name for a plane, like there's a lot here, it's rich.
0: Yeah, it's the, the B seventeen, they called it the flying fortress. That oh. that feels apt. It seems like a big mm-hmm. lumbering thing. And uh other B seventeens in film that you may have seen. Red tails had some in it, which makes sense. The George Lucas playing film. That movie's
1: fun. Have you watched the cast? I haven't so seen many it people from the wire in it. It's amazing. Oh, that's cool. Oh uh, And the, the dog fights are good. It's really like he used the, the dog fights look excellent. It's a it's a. I think people just hated on it because George Lucas's name was attached. It was like when M. Shamalan Shyamalan released *Devil*, everyone's like, Oh now M. Night Shyamalan." But it's actually a really tight Devil's fun great. thriller. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. really good. Oh, you like *Devil*? I really, yeah, Devil's was great. It's so good. It's Bokeem Woodbine, <laughs> or anything with him. Man? Oh, he's so, good. and you know, on all of them, there's little red, like so you have red hair, red nails. Uh, the, the security guard, Bucky Woodbine, he has a red like lapel for his uh, being a guard, but all the other guards don't have it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the devils inside all of them the whole time. But
1: this cast though, man, like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Terrence Howard, Nate Parker. Let's see, I think Michael B. Jordan was in it. I mean, just a stacked cast of people in here. No, wait, David Yellower Yeah, it's just such a great. Actually, I don't see Michael B. Jordan. I could have swore he was in Uh, there. He's in there.
0: He's in there. Oh Um, yeah, Leslie Udom Jr. from Hamilton. He's in there. Method Uh, Brian Cranston.
1: I I know, right? (laughs) it's good it's a good I don't know I think people are just hating on it because of Lucas yeah that's why I I didn't see it because it got bad reviews
0: but the cast
1: you can't go wrong with the cast yeah
0: well there's another uh, another great cast film Memphis Belle from 1990 it focuses on a B-17 that's got Matthew Modine Tate Donovan D.B. Sweeney Billy Zane Eric Stoltz Reed Diamond Sean Astin Courtney Gaines Harry Connick Jr Davis Strathan, John Lithgow Jane Horrocks
1: that's a staff, staff cast from 1990 Yeah, that's good. uh, And I mean, actually, I need to watch that movie. We should do it. Just cover it on the pod. Memphis
0: Belle, maybe. And, uh, you know, B-17s are in 12 O'Clock High with Gregory Peck. Air Force, a Howard Hawks film from 1943. Uh, The Lady Takes a Flyer. There's been quite a few films. Uh, This is just a list of films. I haven't got a TV, I'm afraid. So, maybe. (laughs) Unbroken. Uh, not on here, maybe that's a different plane. Tora, oh. Tora, Torah is one in that. Uh, hey. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've we've pushed this as far as we can. Uh so apologies, listeners, for minute hundred and fifty eight of the best years of our life. What last.
1: are you talking about? We covered pure gold here.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. It's just it, most of it not relevant to the minute. Uh but no, tomorrow, we'll find more things to do with the minutes. At least we'll try. So, listeners, you can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com, and find it on Facebook over at Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, Listeners Cafe, or on Twitter at The Best Minutes. So, for today's chapter, I have been Jake Lewitt.
1: I'm Mark Hoffmeyer.
0: And you can find more of us at Deep Blue sea, the Podcast, and you can find more of us tomorrow here at The Best Minutes Podcast. up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.